This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, June 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Key Democrat says USMCA deal before 2020. Japan deal soon after July. And USDA researchers head for the exits. Key Democrat sees USMCA by year's end. Congress should be able to ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement by the end of the year. That according to the chairman of the House Ways and Means Subcommittee that has jurisdiction over trade policy. Earl Blumenauer of Oregon said he and other Democrats will not relent on addressing their concerns about the pact, but he stressed to reporters that he also recognizes that Mexico's newly elected president and the country will suffer if the U.S. takes too long to approve the agreement. There are plenty of lawmakers that want to see Congress ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement before the August recess. But House Democrats are still negotiating with U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer on addressing certain issues, including enforcement measures to ensure Mexico will follow through with labor reforms. I think there's no interest on the part of our leadership to have this bleed into 2020, Blumenauer said. Our hope is that we can move with dispatch, get our concerns resolved, strengthen the agreement, and move forward. Grassley sees quick Japan deal. Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa says he expects an agricultural trade agreement with Japan to be announced soon after the Japanese elections next month. The deal could actually be finalized before then, but the announcement would be postponed until after the elections, Grassley told reporters. Now, for more on USMCA and a look at how the price of pesticides could be affected by the trade war with China, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes today. Ag spending bill passes the House. The House passed a five-bill fiscal 2020 spending measure that includes a 10% increase in rural broadband funding at USDA. The legislation, which passed on a party line 227 to 194 vote, includes funding for USDA, FDA, EPA, and the Interior Department, among other agencies and departments. Keep in mind, House Democrats have yet to agree with Senate Republicans in the White House on spending limits for FY20, so the spending levels in the House bill are far from locked in. The White House has threatened to veto the bill over the spending levels, as well as some policy provisions. Union survey. Most ERS employees to decline relocation. Nearly 70% of the employees of the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Economic Research Service who have been ordered to move to Kansas City have decided they will instead leave the agency and more are considering quitting. That according to a survey by the American federal government employees. The bottom line, based on the survey, ERS can expect to lose up to 87% of the workers subject to relocation and 61% of its total workforce. Some 76 ERS positions are staying in the D.C. area. Some 81% of the employees in the Food Economics Division who are subject to relocation are definitely quitting, as are 72% of those in the Markets and Trade Economics Unit. By the way, on a near-party-line vote, 
the Democratic-controlled House voted 226 to 198 last night to block the relocation. The vote came on an amendment to the financial services and general government spending bill. Democrats increased pressure on USDA over research. The top Democrat on the Senate Ag, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, is appealing to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue to start making public the department's climate-related research. It would be deeply irresponsible for the department to suppress research that helps USDA customers and the agriculture economy as a whole, she said at a letter to Purdue. She was responding to a political report that the Trump administration has all but stopped publicizing studies by USDA's Agriculture Research Service on climate-related issues. Meanwhile, a Democrat on the House Appropriations and Agriculture Committees, Shelley Pingree of Maine, asked USDA's Office of Inspector General to investigate the findings in the report. Pingree's request will carry some weight. She sits on the Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, which writes the USDA's annual budget. Democratic candidates launch debates. Democrats launch their presidential debate season with a pair of debates starting tonight in Miami. Tonight's debate will include Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, who is running third of the polls behind former Vice President Joe Biden and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Biden and Sanders will debate Thursday. Also on tonight's card are Senators Cory Booker of New Jersey and Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, as well as former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke. We'll be watching to see what the candidates say to differentiate themselves on issues such as trade, immigration, and climate policy. Will they offer a new approach, or will they stick with just criticizing President Trump? No fee on futures trades, according to Senators. The agribusiness representatives at a Senate hearing on reauthorizing the Commodity Futures Trading Commission urged Congress not to implement a user fee to increase the agency's funding. Joe Barker, director of brokerage services for CHS Heading, a unit of Minnesota-based CHS Inc., told the Senate Agriculture Committee Wednesday that the fees would trickle down to farmers and eventually reduce market liquidity. But Dennis Keller president and CEO of consumer advocacy group called Better Markets, told the committee that the CFTC doesn't have the staff it needs to adequately police the futures market. He said that high-frequency trading could overwhelm the market unless it's adequately monitored and regulated. Now, committee member Dick Durbin of Illinois also argued for increasing CFTC's budget, pointing out that less than 10% of derivatives market deals with agriculture commodities. FDA pressed to act on CBD. Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon is calling on FDA to promptly take steps to allow hemp-derived CBD to be used legally in food and dietary supplements. FDA officials have been saying it will take several years to fully evaluate the safety of CBD and provide a legal pathway for usage. In a letter to Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar and FDA Acting Commissioner Ned Sharpless, Wyden called on FDA to issue a formal enforcement discretion policy by August 1 to protect companies from legal action. 
Wyden also asked FDA to initiate a formula rulemaking to permanently legalize the use of CBD. EPA taking more time on glyphosate review. EPA is extending the comment period on its proposed interim registration review decision for glyphosate. Interested parties now will have until September 3rd to offer comments. The deadline was July 5th. The proposal includes potential conditions for use of the herbicide, including label changes specifying that applicators must not spray during temperature inversions and aerial applications cannot be made when wind speeds exceed 15 miles an hour at the application site. EPA had originally said it hoped to have an interim decision out by late summer or early fall. Here's today's He Said It. He's not the negotiator. He's the John the Baptist going ahead of all the people to make changes. He's going to set the stage for the continuation for, hopefully, the successful continuation of the talks with China. That Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa when asked if President Trump would get a resolution of the trade war with China during the upcoming G20 summit. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, June 26th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.